We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode of Drinks with Binks, we welcome in MLS Commissioner Don Garber, who was our second last studio guest before the pandemic and had just come from a coronavirus task force meeting. We look back on everything that has happened, what he wishes he knew a year ago, and how the pandemic has changed his outlook on business. But more importantly, we break news to the commissioner during the show that DC has hired their first ever female general manager, the league's second in history, which was a great moment for us to share with the commissioner. And while he loves his wines, today we are sipping on H2O because we gotta work, baby. This is Drinks with Banks. Hey guys, welcome on into Drinks with Binks. I'm Julie Stewart Binks. And as you know, we've been shooting this show from home for over a year. We've actually been shooting this show from my home for longer than we ever shot it in person, which is like pretty crazy to say. Don't worry, I'm going to invoice for my apartment space. But one of our last guests that we had in person that I actually saw face to face was none other than MLS Commissioner Don Garber. And he was just coming from a coronavirus task force meeting to our interview. And at the time, we really had no idea what we were about to experience. Well, flash forward a year, it's April 2021, and I'm very pleased to be able to welcome the commissioner back on to our show here today. We are so thrilled to have MLS Commissioner Don Garber. Kamish, how much wine have you been drinking this past year? A lot. <laughs> As a matter of fact, no joke, Julie. So uh, we, we, I was trying to keep track of all the wine we drank. My family was quarantined together by my wife, my kids, my granddaughter, though the granddaughter hasn't started drinking wine yet. And man, we were plowing through wine. As you know, I'm a wine collector. I have my Austin FC wine bottle here. Ooh, wow. Maybe, maybe when we're live a year from now, you and I could have some of that. But yeah, it's been, a, it's been an amazing year. And you are right. We were here in this conference room that we're, I'm in here right now in a task force meeting. And it was literally a few days later that the league shut down. And uh, half of the people on that task force got covid from that meeting that we all attended wow. together. So fortunately, uh, I didn't uh, get it to you or anybody else who's doing your show last year. 
It's really quite crazy when you think about it. So that was March 3rd. And that was sort of like when everyone in the U.S. was starting to figure out that, hey, maybe we shouldn't be going into work or what does this mean? Right. We were learning and taking cues from the rest of the world. And before we get into everything about that and beyond, we do have a drink on the show. What are we drinking here today? Well, you know, it's still the afternoon. I got a long I got a long day ahead of me, Julie. So I'm. <laughs> I'm doing the Dasani right now. Okay, you know, Dasani. Big, I've got... The, the big MLS sponsor, by the way. Yes, MLS. I, I thought uh, there was no other way we would have Dasani unless it was a sponsor. And I've got my MLS Cup mug, courtesy of uh, Molly Dresco, one of your employees, and got some water in here as well. So I would like to toast... I'll, I'll do a toast to you, Mr. Commissioner, for being able to pull off... Not only uh, MLS's back tournament, but also your league, being able to award your trophy, being able to stay safe, and then now embarking on the 26th season. So toasting to you. And if there's anything else you'd like to, I usually, I don't know why I, I usually ask the guests what they want to toast to, but I am toasting to you. But is there anything you would like to throw in there? No, I think that's perfect. You know, it's been, it's been a long year and we were the only league to go from bubble to go back to our stadiums and to play our final in the home site, you know, of, of one of our teams. We had some fans uh, in Columbus, you know, in mm-hmm. uh, back, back in, you know, December of last year. But, boy, it's been, uh, you know, let, let's hope we're past it. I still think we got a ways to go. But uh, thanks for all your support. I've known you a long time. So I appreciate being on Drinks with Drinks Dinks. with Dinks. All right. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, Commissioner. And we'll take a little sip. Well, I will at least. Mm-hmm. Got to get that H2O when you're working so hard. At least you are working very hard. Okay, so let's go back. It was last year, you know, we were talking, we're looking ahead to the year. We mentioned that you're able to pull off all of these different events. What would you tell yourself, having experienced everything you've done, uh, back in March 2020, knowing just what was going to happen. I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but what, what, what kind of advice would you give yourself? Well, you know, it's, it, it, it was so exhausting, honestly. And I think if there was any thought that I had, if I had to do this again, is to try to uh, do everything I could to um, just balance it a little bit better. You know, I think everybody from my staff, which was together every day, you know, on Zoom calls all day, all night, uh, you know, we worked seven days a week for the better part of a year. And here we are a year later and it's taken its toll. You know, everybody is pretty wiped out. And, uh, and now we have a brand new season, which we'll talk about. And everybody's got to get up and going and, and sort of put uh, COVID-19 from 2020 in the rearview mirror. Uh, you know, we were not prepared. I don't think anybody could have been prepared for a global pandemic. I think we will be prepared for these kinds of work stoppage uh, factors probably better in uh, in the future, understanding how we should be thoughtful about health and safety protocols and being able to communicate with technology perhaps differently. Uh, you know, I'm in an empty office in MLS. We're not back here in the offices mm-hmm. yet. We've got to totally rethink the way people work and where does remote work and Zoom calls and these kind of interviews fit into a world where I used to travel 100 days a year and go to every press event and every game I could. So, you know, it is thinking about a, a new normal. And I'm, it's such a tired expression. Uh, we're beginning that new normal now, and it's never going to be the same for sure. Not necessarily in a bad way, but it's never going to be the same. 
Right. Definitely. We're seeing how we can live in our world without some of the things we had before. Just one more question. Looking back, what's one thing that you're proud of that has happened this past year? And one thing you think you could have done a better job with? Yeah, I mean, without doubt, it was the 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 commitment and the absolute, you know, laser focused by players, by owners, by staff, by everybody in our ecosystem, everybody that touches Major League Soccer to ensure that we got back to work as quickly as we could in the safest way possible. And think of the work of, of, of MLS's back, which I'm incredibly proud of. We were the first men's league at that scale, way before the NBA was, to get into an environment where we're playing games on youth soccer fields and creating virtual stadiums and moving 1,200 people into an environment away from their home, isolated, and doing it where they basically were, were safe getting those games on TV and then remarkably before MLS is back uh, even ended, getting back into our market. So you think about the work that goes into the mindset of a bubble tournament to now traveling during a global pandemic. So I'm very proud of that and hats off to our staff, which literally, you know, worked uh, their, mm-hmm. their fingers to the bone on that. You know, what would I do differently? You know, it's, it, I, I'm one of those guys, uh, I think about everything. So I spent a little bit of time looking back, but most of my time looking forward. You know, what could we have done better? You know, I, I think we probably could have communicated a little bit better, you know, internally and externally. I think we're also stressed and, and almost overwhelmed by the, uh, the fears of the pandemic that perhaps we were running really fast just to be sure we got things done. Uh, when I do look back, I'll say, uh, I mean, I, uh, MLS back tournament couldn't have been any better. We got back to play. That couldn't have been any better. Playing uh, a hosted final couldn't have been any better. Uh, you know, maybe a little more time with uh, focusing in on our own mental well-being, because I think that's an important thing that pandemic is taking its toll on everybody's mental health. But overall, I feel pretty good, Julie. I really do. Right. I think uh, you, you, you really hit the nail on the head there with everyone trying to figure out how to create what their normal was in this new way. And we're all like us, like we tried to get on air very quickly right after we had to go home. Right. Like you're trying to be you're trying not to miss a beat. And especially as a league like you guys didn't. And I know a lot of other leagues were wanting to be in your position to come back for sometimes maybe coming back first or, or putting your, it's a lot of stress. As you mentioned, you're not the, the president of the CDC or Dr. Fauci or anything like that. Yet you're thrown into a situation that almost demands you to have to make these, some of these decisions. When you look at other leagues and how they return to play, what's something that maybe has stuck out that you've thought, Hmm, I really wish we'd either done that or I want to do that. Yeah. So it's a good question. It's a good subject. You know, think about the fact that people like Joanne Neal, who's the president and chief administrative officer of the league and Anastasia Deniers, our counsel, Mark Abbott, who, you know, our president. These are people that had to create health and safety protocols and none of them are doctors. You know, we had to hire the right people. We had Mm -hmm. to take real courage in making tough decisions. We had to make game day decisions on whether games were going to be played, whether in Orlando we got back uh, in our markets, whether we're putting players on, on planes, whether we're isolating, all, all these things are just mind-boggling that, that that was done. It shows the capacity of the human mind and spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, you're faced with an enormous challenge and you either could face it head on and try to overcome it or you could panic and run for the hills. 
and everybody stayed very focused on getting it right and enormously proud of that. You know, I will tell you, Julie, most people don't talk enough about it. Just saw this great article that Kathy Engelbart, the, the commissioner of the WNBA, wrote an, an editorial about the importance of focusing in on women's sports. Women's sports needs more attention. You know, I think the NWSL had brand new commissioner, Lisa Barrett. I mean, she was in the job for like a week, and then she gets thrown into the pandemic. And they went into their bubble in Salt Lake at our stadium there, not one positive. And what was so remarkable there is I think the athletes really, really were focused on mask wearing, on sanitizing, on staying isolated, on, on not violating any of the protocols mm -hmm. and rules. And I, I really, I don't think Lisa got enough credit for that. Uh, I mean, people have talked about that, but not a positive in that entire time, the month or so that they were in the bubble. You know, the NBA did a great job and they, they took care of the health and safety of their players and their mental health. They had them fishing and they had them do a whole bunch of do other stuff down near us in Disney. And they've got a lot of resources. They were able to have a lot more fun than perhaps our players did. Again, our players are playing multiple times a day. Yeah. Right. We had sometimes playing three games a day. But overall, I think the whole industry did a very, very, very good job. We have so much more we want to get to with MLS Commissioner Don Garber, including perhaps maybe where we will be watching MLS in the future. Make sure you stay tuned for all that and more on Drinks With Thanks. Welcome on back to Drinks With Thanks. I'm JSB and I'm joined by MLS Commissioner Don Garber. Now, Kamish, last year when you were on our show, we had a handshake agreement that if we had, I think, like a billion dollars at Fubo, you would give us MLS rights. So I know that we have that deal. But <laughs> as you are looking toward uh, yeah. negotiating a new MLS deal, which I, I remember when your last MLS deal started, I started at FS1 in 2013. A lot has changed since that moment, um, including how we watch sports as you approach these negotiations, what are the biggest things that you're, you're keeping in mind to make sure that you get the most bang for your buck? Well, you know, it's, it's really three things. You know, we want to be sure we have, uh, the right distribution and providing our games, our matches to the broadest possible audience as we can. And, and I think that's what all leagues are focused on, even if they're focused on trying to get the largest rights fees. It is about connecting with fans, doing that with new technology. Sports betting is such an important part of future sports relationships. Data and second screen is a big part of that. But ultimately, we've got a very, very unique package. Really, I wasn't able to talk about it last year. We'll be the only property that can go to market with every single game that we have across all uh, uh, regions and whether it's a local game or whether mm. it's a national game or whether it's an out-of-market game, whether it's internationally distributed or not, we'll go to the market with almost 600 games in our package. And that's, you know, that's unique. It's certainly unique for Major League Soccer. So we're excited to go to the market. We've got great partnerships with, with Fox and ESPN and Univision. We'll talk to them, obviously, first. And then we're very excited by all the activity that's going on there. Again, and you know this well, there's more soccer on television than any other sport in North America. You have so many so many new companies that are launching streaming services that are buying Champions League and buying all sorts of other international leagues. So it's a good time uh, for us with our very young, diverse, and digitally native 
audience to be able to go to the market for uh, for our new media rights deals. Let's get to a very exciting club that is beginning this year, Austin FC. We saw that you have the wine there. By the way, what kind of wine is that? This is a Ravens uh, wood. This is actually a pretty good Cabernet. You know, I okay. uh, I don't know why or how they decided to do their branded bottle with Ravenswood, but Ravenswood's a good cab. Yeah, good Napa Perfect. cab. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I love Austin. I think it's such a cool city. What makes the club unique from the other clubs that you have already? Well, you know, every team has its own personality, Julie, and, and this team will be no different. I think you've got to layer on the uniqueness of the city. I mean, it is, it, it is, you know, keep it weird, Austin, and it's got such a great food culture, a great music culture, the great backyard hangout culture. You know, South by Southwest could never happen, in my view, and be as effective as it is in another city. It's just perfect for, for Austin. It's in a great location. The stadium's fantastic. It's got a great brand. And they have Matthew McConaughey as their culture minister. All right, all right, you know, all Matthew right. Matthew is just, all right, all right, is right. You know, just a super great you know, focused bunch of people that are trying to uh, effectively deliver the first professional sports team uh, in Austin, Texas. So perfect alignment for us. League on the Rise with one of the great American cities on the rise. I absolutely love that. Now, speaking about the league on the rise, you know, you do have to deal with um, many different issues that have come up. And one of them in particular is is addressing diversity. And I know that you've talked about um, Shola Amiobi being a part of your diversity force going forward. But when we look at MLS, we compare it to other leagues. We've spoken on this show a ton about the lack of uh, black coaches in the NFL and executives and, and, and really trying to enhance diversity and de- decision-making positions. When you look at MLS, there are also gaps that, that mirror uh, NFL and other leagues in terms of representation of minorities in these positions of power and also women. What are the tangible steps that you guys can do to make sure that there is actually representation of minorities and women in these positions? You know, Julie, it starts with, you know, you have to be focused on change, right? So we recognize that, you know, we don't have enough representation for these underserved groups. And whether that's, you know, women on the field uh, in coaching positions or women in the front offices that we're making progress there, or it's people of color in a wide variety of different key roles, you know, you've got to recognize that yeah, that needs to change. And, you know, we've hired the right people to do that. Shoal is a great start. We have a committee of owners, along with members of the Black Players for Change and re- representatives of the retired players group, uh, representatives of our academy coaches. And they'll come together and say, you know, what are the key steps that we need to make to start create opportunities? And you can't wave, wave a magic wand. It's not as if you could just say, okay, by next Tuesday, this is what's going to happen. You need to have a plan. You need to have development programs. You need to have those jobs more uh, accessible to those people who are looking for those jobs. So communication is a big part of it. And then you need to work at the grassroots to start ensuring that our sport can become more diversified, that we have more people of color, that we have more people of women in uh, training positions to uh, chart getting the experience that they need to get so that when those jobs are open, they're getting hired. Uh, and that's the process that started, uh, you know, mid last year. I'm excited about it. And I think we will make progress for sure. And just one quick follow up. But when do you think we would maybe see a female general manager or head coach? Well, I don't, you know, there, there are some 
assistant general manager, uh, women, and mm -hmm. particularly those who, handful of them that used to work in the league office. Uh, but I don't know the answer to that, Julie. I don't see any reason why we couldn't have one today, right? I mean, I, I look at how uh, effective Jill Ellis is. I think she her name was in the mix for the D.C. United coach, and, and the fact that she's, you know, the most successful woman's coach ever doesn't mean and any reason that she couldn't be one of the most, if not the most successful men's coach ever. So just a matter of having more and more experienced people in those jobs and uh, more and more people that are willing to sort of take the leap uh, and say that uh, this is something that we think isn't about just hiring a woman, but it's hiring the best possible uh, person to coach my team. Great. Well, thank you so much for all of your openness and honesty on this particular issue. And we have uh, a whole lot more we want to get to with MLS Commissioner Don Garber here on Drinks with Binks. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to Drinks with Banks. I'm Julie Stewart-Banks. I'm joined by MLS Commissioner Don Garber and Commissioner. We were just discussing about uh, females as a general manager or as a, as a head coach. And you said a female could be a general manager today. And just breaking right now is that DC United has hired Lucy Russian as their general manager. I feel as though you, I feel like we just are we're you, learning this together. You broke so, the news, man. I did not know that. That's congratulations. So how do you feel? What, is, I mean, what does this mean? I wish you told me this before I answered the question a few minutes ago. <laughs> You tricked I me. wish I knew. I just found <laughs> out from my producer. <laughs> you know, it's great, obviously great, 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 great news. What do you think in the greater scheme of things this this means for MLS on a global scale? Well, again, I know there's a, you know, there's a, a very heralded uh, female general manager in uh, in baseball. And just look at the the news and look at the engagement and look at the story about baseball. And for us, th this is fantastic. I mean, I I mean, the, the my answer to the previous question is. You know, I feel the same way today. There's no reason why there couldn't be a female head coach. There's no reason why there couldn't be a female commissioner. We have a female president in our league, a female general counsel. I mean, I think we have to get to the world where it almost doesn't matter because everybody who is in these roles are the most qualified people and the ones that are going to take it to the next level. I actually am pretty optimistic that we're going to get to that point sooner than most people think. And uh, that's one of the it's one of the positive things that's come out of 2020, Julie. I mean, all this social justice and awareness and, you know, and, and racial awakening, uh, I think, is going to cause us at a time when we were thoughtful about mm -hmm. where the world was in the first place uh, to perhaps uh, be more aggressive in, uh, in diverse, diverse hiring. Right. To push us to to new levels and to new boundaries. And and I think that MLS has done a very good job with that. I'm not even saying that as someone that enjoys the league and supports the league. But I think that you guys out of so many other leagues have done a, a very good job in terms of raising awareness for diversity. And you know what, Don, excuse me, Commissioner, is that you have a way of having the foresight, right? You said we could have a gen female general manager today and last year you taught us all about coronavirus so i you know i think that at least this year right now we're heading in the right direction with having females in power so yeah well, uh, i you think know, you, you might I'm know ready. what you're talking about you know, there are a handful of reporters and media people that every year 
we do an interview. So let's let's keep this one going, Julie. Maybe a year from now, we could talk about some more successes, whatever those might be. Yes, that will keep me on air for one more year at the very <laughs> least. We will have more when we return. Just sorry, Don. We have to say goodbye when we come back, but we will be very quick with this break. Subscribe on YouTube and follow us on all social media at Fubo Sports. Well, guys, we've had an awesome time drinking and thinking with MLS Commissioner Don Garber, who has been enlightening us with everything that is going on for the 26th season. And Commissioner, can you tell us what you're most looking forward to this year? Well, you know, looking forward to the, the launch of our newest team in Austin. That game will be uh, on Saturday in L.A. And that game will be uh, on Fox. Can't wait to watch that. I'll be flying overnight to Miami for an ABC game and seeing uh, their first game in front of a large, uh, a relatively large uh, fan group in uh, in their new stadium. And, uh, you know, three new stadiums coming on, Julie. So, mm-hmm. you know, one new team, three new stadiums. It's really going to be incredibly exciting. Very exciting time and outlook right now. A little bit different from last year, which was ominous. But now as we are seeing most of this country being vaccinated and getting ahead of the virus that has plagued us for so much of this year, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And of course, that includes the season of MLS is back. Thank you so much, Commissioner, for joining us here today. You can watch all of those MLS games on Fubo TV, and you also know where to find us on social at Fubo Sports. And until next time, bottoms up.